Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. The Bible speaks of a great falling away of the church in the days leading up to the return of Jesus Christ. There are some that believe that this is not something that's going to happen. Today, Pastor J.D. explores this idea. He emphatically teaches and believes that the great falling away will definitely happen before Jesus raptures his bride. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on May 10th, 2018. I was um, texting back and forth with a pastor, Calvary Chapel pastor friend of mine in New York, and uh, we were just trying to be very... Reserved is um, a good word. Let's go with reserved. Uh, we were trying to contain our excitement. We didn't really do that, but we tried. Uh, concerning uh, May 14th on Monday. And I want to talk a little bit about that uh, tonight. I'm please, please, please. Don't be like Job's so-called friends and put words in my mouth like they did with him, suggesting that he said things that he never said. Uh, I am not suggesting anything. I am not saying anything except it is the 70th anniversary of the rebirth of the nation of Israel, and that is very significant. And when you take collectively everything that has happened heretofore leading up to that May 14th date, it is compelling. It is compelling. Are we, is that okay if I, can I, want me to take a step further? I surely can. I surely can. Uh, again, I'm not suggesting anything, but with everything that is happening, I think we would do well to be very watchful in the next uh, few days to see what's going to happen, and especially in light of and in concert with the things that we're going to talk about tonight that's just happened in the last four days, which is the other reason that I uh, sense the Lord would have me to uh, do this urgent prophecy update tonight. So, will you, uh, and for the benefit of our online church as well, uh, be patient with me because I typically take the better part of two days to put together a prophecy update. Uh, I did not have two days. I did not have one day. I barely had half a day, so I did the best I can. I appreciate your patience with me. I'm just going to uh, kindly ask that you permit me to Humbly, I underscore, highlight that word, humbly. And the reason I say humbly is because I cringe 
every time someone uh, comments or suggests that I'm the go-to person when it comes to Bible prophecy, please don't do that to me. And, and probably this is a good time to uh, say this again. I've said it before. Never take anything I say or anybody else says as the truth. You be Bereans and you search the scriptures for yourselves. God has given you a profound intellect. And you search the scriptures for yourself. I cringe when people, and in fact, this is a, a title I, I'm very uncomfortable with when someone refers to me as a prophecy expert. Uh, you'll forgive me, but I am very uncomfortable with that. Uh, I am just a guy that loves Bible prophecy and longs for the Lord's return. And I've had a real passion for Bible prophecy ever since I got saved over 36 years ago. I started studying Bible prophecy back in the early 1980s, and I've had a passion for it ever since. I am not a prophecy expert, okay? So please, don't look to me or anybody else. And always vet everything everyone says, especially in a day and age when there is so much in the way of misinformation that is out there. So please be diligent in your uh, personal study of eschatology. Um, I want to just humbly present what I will argue are unprecedented developments of prophetic significance. And I, I'm hesitant to say it this way, but I'll, I'll say it this way for lack of a better way of saying it. It is once again the likes of which I myself personally have never seen before in my lifetime. Just the swiftness with which everything is taking place. First, I think it's incumbent upon me to follow up on the reports from Sunday out of the Jerusalem Post concerning Trump's long-anticipated peace plan, including Israel's withdrawal from four Jerusalem neighborhoods. On Tuesday, I posted on social media that I began hearing reports that this was untrue at best and unconfirmed at worst, and that I was praying to that end, and doing so for what I think would be deemed obvious reasons. By the way, as of earlier today, the Jerusalem Post reports had not been walked back or taken down, as some have falsely suggested. Please know, and please hear me when I say this, okay? I am hopeful that Trump would never do this. And in all fairness to the president, it seems that he will not, as previous presidents have attempted to do. And I'm not just speaking about Obama. I am speaking about George W. Bush. He was instrumental, as was senior, in getting Israel to give, quote, land for peace. 
They give land. They don't get peace. Well, I'm not going to get my blood pressure up. It's only a few minutes into the (laughs) update. Again, please just hear me out here. I am very proud of Trump. I voted for Trump. I love Trump. Let's be honest. This is an amazing president. And he has accomplished amazing things. And it has been nothing shy of astonishing. However, I think we need to be very careful and very prayerful when it comes to dismissing out of hand the possibility that said division of Jerusalem will not happen. And I'll explain why. We're told very specifically that this is exactly what's going to happen according to the prophecy in Zechariah 12, very detailed, very specific, and subsequently the prophecy in Daniel 9.27 about the Antichrist by force enforcing a seven-year peace agreement, which is the seven-year tribulation, the 70th week of Daniel, the time of Jacob's trouble, not the church's trouble, Jacob's trouble, Israel's trouble. The church will be removed prior to the time of Israel's trouble, because that's the purpose of the tribulation for the salvation of the Jewish nation. Now, why am I so worked up? Because, again, I think we do err greatly when we're too quick to call something fake news and dismiss it out of hand. Again, as of earlier today, these reports had not been walked back, nor had they been taken down, as was reported by some. Now, what am I saying? That Trump's going to do this? I do not believe that he will. However, and here's another however. I might have a few howevers tonight. His son-in-law, Jared Kushner, I believe has his fingerprints all over this, behind the scenes, under the radar. He is working very fervently towards said peace plan. While, again, in all fairness to President Trump, he has done nothing that would indicate that he would put any pressure on Netanyahu and Israel to divide Jerusalem. And here's another however, you'll forgive me. However, if you think about it, and I think you would agree with this, look at what he's done for Israel. Is there nothing expected in return? Um, He declared in December Jerusalem to be the eternal capital of Israel. That was huge. Then he expedited the relocating of the U.S. Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem for May 14th on Monday. And then just on Tuesday, which we're going to talk about, he pulls out of the Iran nuclear deal. I mean, just logically, wouldn't it stand to reason that Israel is beholding to President Trump in the United States. 
for what he's done. In other words, okay, now this is what I've done for you. Now, what are you going to do for me? Again, I'm going to say it again. We need to be very careful and very prayerful when it comes to dismissing out of hand that which we know to be true in the pages of Holy Writ. And my Bible tells me that this is exactly what's going to happen. And when you just factor in all of the other geopolitical developments that have taken place, and you put them all together collectively, it just makes sense that it's all coming to a head. I used a rubber band analogy, and I actually had the rubber band. I didn't bring my rubber band with me tonight, but you can only stretch a rubber band so far, so long before it snaps. And I would submit that it's about to snap at any time. That's why I'm, I have such an urgency. And again, I appreciate your patience with me. Now, on Wednesday, I reached out to Brian Schrager, who I follow on Twitter. This is a Jewish brother in Christ. Uh, I'm a big fan of his. He's the editor-in-chief of the Jerusalem Journal, and he writes for various publications, one of which is the Jerusalem Post. So I asked him specifically about legitimacy and the authenticity of these reports And his response, pardon me, was as logical as it was insightful. So I want to share with you what he messaged me, pardon me. He says, of the peace plan including Israel removing from four Jerusalem neighbors, he says, it's a rumor that has legs. No one knows the particulars of Trump's still undisclosed plan. This might be a leak or... It might be speculation. Regardless, and for now, it's moot. And this is interesting. He said, until Abbas is gone, there is no point in putting forward any plan. The reason that makes sense, and the reason that's interesting, is because it's believed that uh, Abbas's days are numbered. Uh, recently, he made some very inflammatory uh, remarks concerning the Holocaust that <laughs> rose to the level, if you can imagine this, of the New York Times. You know, that bastion of conservative reporting, right? The New York Times condemned Mahmoud Abbas for his inflammatory comments about the Holocaust, to which Abbas promptly tried to walk it back, unsuccessfully, I might add. So now they're all calling for him to go away, and that would then create this vacuum and usher in somebody else that would take the helm of the so-called Palestinian Liberation Organization, which it should still be called instead of its uh, new remanufactured name of the Palestinian Authority. Well, this, of course, was on the heels of President Trump announcing 
that the U.S. would officially withdraw from the Iran nuclear deal, which surprisingly took place on Tuesday, which was five days before the deadline of May 12th, which is this Saturday. Again, I have to say that this makes me proud of Trump, and it also makes me applaud Trump. And let me say parenthetically that I'm also very proud of our president when at 2 a.m. Eastern Time, he, along with Vice President Pence, greeted the three North Korean prisoners that the president was able to free. That is amazing. That is amazing. And, I mean, even these liberal reporters from the mainstream media, they they had to just give that to him. I mean, what are they going to say? And you know what was really interesting is when he pulled out of the nuclear deal on Tuesday, it was announced on, I think, late Sunday, early Monday, that he was going to announce it on Tuesday. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> on Tuesday? I I guess I'm working on Tuesday now, uh, extra hours as well. But, um, you know, it, it was really interesting because they were all, you, oh my goodness, Twitter just lit up. Well, how's he going to have any kind of a deal with North Korea when he, quote, reneges on the Iran nuclear deal? How's he going to ever be able to, oh no, it's the opposite. You know, it's really interesting. And I, again, this is what I was talking with uh, uh, Claude um Stauffer in uh, uh, New York about. Um, what's really interesting is every time you bet against Trump, he proves you wrong. You know? I mean, it's kind of like you think, okay, w- wait a minute. And then, and then he, he, I don't know what it is, <laughs> but he comes out smelling like a rose. And it's kind of like when all of the threats that came when, don't you dare declare that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel, or all H-E double toothpicks is going to, you know, you know, <laughs> break loose. And so he's like, okay, watch me now. So he does it. And then, he's, then he moves, the, and then, oh, by the way, not only that, how about this? I'm going to actually move it for their 70th anniversary. How about that? And then, you know, what, what do they do? Okay, well, you better not do that again. I have to say that um, kind of nice having a a strong president and leader in the White House, isn't it? At, for those of you who were around back in uh, 2015, right when the nuclear deal was uh, signed by Obama, I, I was. Um, I was tempted to actually go back and watch some of them, but I can't stand to listen to my voice, let alone watch my videos. I never do that, by the way. That would, that would be torture. If, you know, I, hypothetically, if I was ever to go to the other place and not heaven, that would be what, what they would subject me to for all eternity. Anyway, I, I digress. But uh, I just remember at the time in my spirit, how grieved I was, how concerned I was because of the nature of this deal. And to have this president do what he did on Tuesday, you know what I say? I say, praise God. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, be that as it may, after Trump announced the withdrawal from the Iran nuclear deal, I posted this question on social media. What will Trump's end to Iran nuclear deal begin? Isaiah 17, the destruction of Damascus, Syria. Ezekiel 38, the Russian-Iranian alliance of nations attacking Israel with a nuclear weapon. Zechariah 12, God declaring that I will make Jerusalem the intoxicating obsession of the entire world, and they will seek to divide and cut it up into pieces. And when they do, I will cut them into pieces. And then I just simply say, look up because our redemption draws nigh. And that's what Jesus said in Luke's Gospel, chapter 21, verse 28. Okay, as I've shared in prior updates, I've long held to the belief that President Trump being elected would in fact speed up the fulfillment of Bible prophecy. And certainly this is coming to bear as we witness the swiftness of these geopolitical developments with profound prophetic significance. And it was evidenced by the overnight exchange, which it's believed was the largest ever direct clash between the Iranian forces and the IDF, and appeared to be the largest exchange involving Israel in Syria in 45 years since the 1973 Yom Kippur War. Keep in mind, if you remember our prophecy puzzle, the first puzzle piece in place is Isaiah 17. I still hold to the belief that it is very plausible that Isaiah 17, the destruction of Damascus, Syria, so much so that it is uninhabitable, will be the catalyst, the trigger, that will set in motion a number of prophecies, uh, chief of which will be the Ezekiel 38 prophecy, when Russia, Iran, Turkey, and this alliance of nations from the north, vis-a-vis Syria in the Golan, will come into Israel and launch this attack. For what purpose? We're told in verse 13, kind of getting ahead of myself here. We're told in verse 13, it says that of this allied attack, Saudi Arabia, by their ancient name of Sheba and Dedan, Saudi Arabia, modern day, will protest and ask, along with Tarshish and the young lions thereof, some believe to be the UK and even the US as a young nation, that Saudi Arabia supremely will object to and question this attack. And very specifically, they will ask, are you coming to take booty, to take a spoil? What is that? Oh, uh, one has suggested just take the letters SP off and you have oil. And Russia wants that oil, as we've talked about in the past. Are you ready? 
If not, you need to be ready because our redemption draws nigh. This is what Jesus said about seeing these prophecies begin to come to pass in Luke chapter 21, verse 28. This verse speaks directly to the heart of the prophecy update that Pastor J.D. shares each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth. The goal for each prophecy update is twofold. First, to equip you with information you need to live in these exciting last days. Second, to encourage you in your faith in the creator of the universe. Every word in the Holy Bible is 100% true. We're seeing that fact being proven each and every day. We pray that you have been both blessed and challenged by today's prophecy update. And we do hope you join us again for tomorrow's conclusion to this prophecy update from Pastor J.D. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's broadcast, you can become a Facebook friend with us by logging on to www.inspiritandtruthradio.com. We've provided a link to our Facebook page. Another great option to stay current with Pastor J.D.'s prophecy updates is to subscribe to the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update YouTube channel. The Prophecy Update YouTube channel has all the current updates that Pastor J.D. has shared as well as an archive of past updates. Again, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and follow the link to the Prophecy Update YouTube channel. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us tomorrow as Pastor J.D. concludes this Prophecy Update. That's next time on In Spirit and Truth.